Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. So excited to have you guys with me and so pumped to have you with me for today's interview. Guys, I am super pumped to welcome my friend Jeanette Schaefer to the show today. So Jeanette's story is absolutely incredible and I'm excited for her to share with you today. Jeanette is a realtor in the Pittsburgh area. And Jeanette and I actually first got connected. She posted in one of the real estate mastermind groups on Facebook, asking for podcast recommendations and, you know, got hundreds of comments on there. And she actually, I think we connected as friends on Facebook and she messaged me and just said one day, like, hey, I just want to tell you, I asked for a bunch of recommendations, got a ton of them of all the real estate podcasts I've been listening to. Yours has been one of the ones that stuck. So that meant so much to me. And Jeanette, yeah, she came to Lancaster for a conference with her brokerage. We got together for coffee or dinner, whatever it was. And it was just cool to hear a little bit more of her story. And she actually is also part of the membership that I run on Monday. She's been an amazing addition to the membership, is really crushing it out there in the Pittsburgh market, has a ton that she has shared on the um, mastermind member, you know, the membership call on Mondays that, and I just said, we have to have you on the podcast. We've actually been talking about it for months. So I'm so glad it finally happened. Janelle, welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide. (laughs) Thanks. It's such a pleasure to have you. So I know I kind of shared, you've been licensed a couple of years, kind of tell people when you got licensed and then kind of from there, how you got into real estate to begin with. Sure. Um, So I've had my license since June of 2021, so coming up on a year and a half. And in that time, I have closed, well, tomorrow will be transaction number 47, and next Monday will be transaction number 48. And year to date, just going back to January of this year, I'll um, probably close pretty close to $6 this year in my first full year. Yeah, super impressive and i i feel like um guys something else i'll tell you is you know Jeanette, even on the membership calls brings this like positivity to the calls right like she's always encouraging so we had a call this morning talking about your avatar and she just shared some great things that she's learning and shared some great advice and so she's been a huge addition to what we're doing i'm super proud of like how she's built her business I, in some ways, she's like absolutely crushed it and far exceeded what I do. And I'm so part of me feels like an imposter sometimes. But (laughs) I think the biggest thing is like watching all of us in the membership calls, in your business, learn from each other, right? Uh, You've been a great addition to the calls. And even your brokerage now has had you lead a couple training sessions and a few coming up that I heard about. How in the world did this happen in 15 (laughs) months? Well, um. Fortunately, I had worked in the banking industry for 22 years. And when I left the banking industry, I was a vice president um, for a major bank here in the Pittsburgh area. And so I had always been in management and I knew how to run a business. I knew how to make the best use of my time. And 
So I think that was super helpful was having that strong banking background where I had been responsible for others and for helping them reach their goals. So when it came time for me to be an entrepreneur, to go from the nine to five world to the entrepreneurial world, Mm -hmm. I already had several really good business practices in place. Yeah. You, you shared in person with me and I was so inspired by your story, but for the audience, for realtors out there, there was a point where you just kind of, um, I think it was post COVID that you told me about where you Mm -hmm. had finally gone back to the office and you don't have to name the bank, please don't, (laughs) but, um, you had gone back and you started to feel, and your coworkers knew she was done. Tell us about that and how you transitioned to a job, right? Like making good money, do, you know, doing really well. What made you say like, nope, I'm I'm absolutely done. I can't do this anymore. Sure. Well, unfortunately, I was one of the ones who got COVID the January of 2021. And I had a really bad case of it. I missed six weeks worth of work and I had to have a blood transfusion. It just like it really knocked me out. And I did a lot of soul searching during that time as one does when they're faced with a life-threatening situation. And I went back to work after being gone that long and I'm sitting at my desk and and they talk about brain fog with COVID. So Mm -hmm. I have COVID brain fog like crazy. Like I, I can't seem to get into my normal routines and I'm really struggling to kind of get get my uh, sea legs back, if you will. And the thought that kept recurring into the back of my head was, I used to love this and I don't think I do anymore. And I'm not sure what I want to do, but I know it isn't this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, and especially like when I started in banking 22 years ago, it was very much a service focused industry. Um, where it had become very much a widget driven driven industry. Like um, you have to open this many checking accounts a week and you have to, you know, the, the customer was no longer part of the, the equation. Yeah. And so the passion that I once had for the industry was gone and I, and actually had been gone for quite some time. And I kept trying to ignore it because it was comfortable and I was good at it. And it was cushy and it paid well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, so, so tell us, we'll, we'll highlight um, your husband who you told me about. So you went to him and mm-hmm. I feel like this kind of shares more about, you know, both of you, but I feel mm-hmm. like so many spouses were, who were in the position that your husband was in when they got approached by their spouse, you know, by their wife, making really good money would say, absolutely not. You can't leave your job. You shared with me that your husband was actually super supportive. Can you tell us more about that? He was, he was amazing. And he, and he always is like, Mm. um, I came home from work. I had had just a a really miserable day and, and really just couldn't remember from the nineties, the movies, um, how Stella got her groove back. Well, I was Stella and my groove was long. (laughs) (laughs) And I, and I was trying, trying for several weeks because like I returned back to work um, towards the end of January. And so fast forward to like, it's the middle of March. I've been back to work for about six weeks and I'm like, okay, there is something wrong here. And it is me. 
And I give a ton of credit to my team because like I had assembled, this was the other tough part was I had assembled probably the most talented team I'd ever had as a bank manager. And they were amazing. And then mm-hmm. um, two of my staff people who had really emerged as leaders said, we don't know what happened before you got sick, but your head isn't here. And and we love you and we want to support you. And you, you've you been a terrific leader to us, but we need you to kind of get back into this. And I, And then that was like my big wake up call was I'm not being the leader that I know I can be. Mm. People deserve. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was so weird because like, I went for a walk around the community, like this happened and I was like, okay, I, I, I think better when I'm walking. So I take a lunch break, I go for a walk, I look across the street and I see a real estate office. And then I think to myself, my friends, Dennis and Sherry Flaherty of Realty One Group Platinum have been trying mm-hmm. for years to get me to be a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. They're like, if you're ever done with banking, please give us a call. And I said, okay. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the real estate ag- agent across the street from me. And I'm like, I'm done with banking mm-hmm. and I'm going to give them a call. So uh, standing on the corner, I actually called them right in that moment. <laughs> and, right there. Uh, because when I decide to do something like it's full steam ahead, bud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I called them and I said, hey, remember, you know, I called Dennis. And I said, remember how you said blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah. And I said, I think I'm done with banking what do I need to do? And he goes, "Um, well, I'm going to set up some time for you to talk to my wife, but we would love to have you on our team. Mm. And I said, okay, that sounds great. Do you need my resume? What do you need me to do? Do I need to fill out an online application? And he goes, I've known you for 12 years. Go get your license. You have a place to land. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I went home and told my husband what had happened about the conversation I'd had with my, my two staff members, let them know that I was feeling miserable. And I said, I am so stressed out. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm good at this anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm positive I don't love it anymore. And I have got to do something else or I'm going to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he was used to me being the primary breadwinner for the family. So the, it, w- it was also asking him to take a leap of faith with me. And I said, so I talked to Dennis and Sherry. They said I could be a real estate agent for them. And it's going to be an adjustment because I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. I don't know how long it's going to take me to be good at it, but I know that this isn't working anymore. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And I said, okay, that's it. And he goes, I want you to be happy. Life is too short. And I've never known you not to be successful at something you really put your mind to. So we'll figure it out. We always figure it out. And then your hubby, if I remember correctly from in person, he that he went and worked extra until you got started or worked another job, right? Is that he did something? So, um, he took he took some overtime yeah. um, because like they they where he works, they get busy um during like student rush at the start. He works near several universities. Mm-hmm. So they were a little short staffed. So he was picking up a bunch of extra Saturdays. So we'd have more money coming in. Once I had made this decision, the very next day I gave my three week notice. <laughs> right. And so I, I could, and you know how banks are. So I continue to work for a week. And, and then finally they come in and say, well, now that you're leaving, uh, we'll pay you through the end of your notice. Please leave. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Well, on most banks, Jeanette, the ones I had been at, they, if you, if you, uh, 
take another position with another bank, which I did a few times, or you get canned, obviously this time, like Mm -hmm. you're gone. Like they escort you out the building. Even, even if you take another position and leave on good terms, because they just don't want you stealing client list or anything else. So exactly. And I I get why they did that. And and so I, I thought I would work out my two weeks my, well, actually I gave three weeks notice because I was a VP. And so I had to give three weeks, but yeah, you know, because they were short staffed, like I, I worked about, a week and then they were like okay we kind of got through this staffing bubble but now we needed to go I, <laughs> and I was like oh okay. i love the story i think the story is so inspiring like you're obviously the front and center um right <laughs> now doing the real estate and here on the show but i think it is important to highlight the spouses behind what we do right oh, my absolutely. wife's my wife's amazing your husband's amazing because they you know my wife down here i can i can hear the monkey screaming like handling the kids allows me to meet clients mm-hmm. do podcasts and so i think in the same way your husband did what he had to do for you to go feel mm-hmm. fulfilled and now it's it was such a great leap <laughs> of faith cuz you are absolutely oh crushing it so guys i don't know if i said this earlier but Jeanette now like building a team, you lead things at your office. You've been a realtor for 15 months and they're already like, hey, Jeanette, come talk to us about social media. Hey, Jeanette, oh, wait, you know, this morning you told me uh, we had done an assignment in the mastermind group. We're recording this on a Monday, guys. We had done an assignment about what's your avatar. And I had used a lot of information from John Lee Dumas, who has the amazing podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. But I had kind of put my own spin on it on like, who is your avatar in real estate? And you filled it out, added some great options to it. And then your manager, right, was like, hey, what is that? You told them about the the at the office today and she goes, what were you doing? And so I was telling her about the mastermind group and, you know, the, the exercise we did, um, with, you know, knowing your avatar and, and I said, so it was sort of focused on, you know, it was an exercise sort of focused on what is your ideal client? Mm-hmm. Who does this person look like and where do we need to be to meet them? And then she's like, Hey, do you want to go through that worksheet? with the team and uh, yeah. I was like yeah so <laughs> it's so cool and and I think it's just a sign I, I mean I'm a huge person of faith that like I feel like when you step out in faith and God puts you in opportunities to serve people right now you get to help realtors there in Pittsburgh at your brokerage learn what their ideal client is and I've talked about it on the show there's an episode about your avatar a specific episode but I just think like you know and we were talking before we recorded you don't know what you don't know um, exactly. And so you're doing a great job. And, and technically, I am still a new agent. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I've only been, you know, it'll be 18 months on um, yeah. December 15th. Yeah. And you're already outperforming agents that have been around for a long time. So, I mean, tell us, let's kind of shift a little bit. Tell us about your real estate business. You're already crushing it. You said getting to six million your first full year is just insane. I think I sold three houses my first full year. But anyway, like how in the world, like what is there one or two things that you're like this from banking really helped me in real estate? Was it the personality? What was it that made you really excel as a realtor? Because you're crushing it. (laughs) Well, I think the first thing I did was, you know, having worked a nine to five job, I knew the value of a schedule. And that may seem like a, a basic thing, but I was like, I've, I, I used to have a lot of structure in my work life and now I don't. And at least the way I'm hardwired, I live and die by my structure. So I was like, what does my schedule need to look like? So the first thing was 
you know, I had a mentor that I was assigned to, um, and was terrific. And, um, so it's like, okay, I meet with her at such and such a time to go over contract stuff so that I really know this contract inside and out. Mm -hmm. And then with my boss, um, I said, um, you know, I'm used to checking in with somebody once a week about what I'm doing and and where my business is going. Um, would you mind if you and I met once a week? And she's like, oh my God, I wish more new agents asked me for, to do something like that. I would, mm -hmm. I would love to. So I met with her on Friday mornings and I would basically tell her, this is who I talk to. This is what I'm doing. What should I be doing differently? Um, this is my goal for the next week. Um, what's your input around that? And she was so happy to mentor me in that way. Mm. And so I had certain things that I was like, well, I want to show, I, I just kind of arbitrarily picked a number. I want to show five houses a week. Mm -hmm. And even if it's just to myself, mm -hmm. like I would find, I would find stuff that was go and show. And so if I only was showing two or three houses to clients, then I was like, okay, well, this will give me an opportunity to practice. I, I learned the value of role play when I was in banking. Mm -hmm. So, this, you know, it gave me a chance to practice with the super box and, <laughs> and then I would go through the house and, um, and I would, okay, what would I say if I had a client with me now? What yeah. are some of the features of this house? Uh, what are some of the challenges with this house? How would I try to overcome those challenges? with a buyer? How would I try to negotiate around those? And I would take notes on the house. And what's kind of funny is I ended up selling two of the houses that I practiced on <laughs> yeah. because I, I would get a new buyer from, because like I used Op City a lot, um, especially in the beginning. And it was like a $60,000 house an hour and a half away from my house. I don't care. I'm going, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I just need, I just needed to get a few transactions under my belt. So, um, I per, I I went to places that were like 40, 50, 60 miles from my house that were maybe only worth you know forty, fifty thousand dollars because it was like I was hungry. Yep. I needed to close a house. I needed to know what it felt like. I needed to get through the process. And what was funny is I I got a few leads from Op City. And they'd be like, okay, we're looking in this area and we want this many bedrooms and we want this price, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, you know what? I actually showed a house just like that on Thursday. Now, of course, I didn't tell them that I showed it to myself, but. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I often say and with social like, media, cool. perception is reality. So if you're, mm -hmm. it, whatever you share is, is a choice, as long as you're not being dishonest and you did show the house. So, yeah. yeah. And then when people would, would ask me, you know, how long have you worked in real estate? I, um, I said, well, I've worked some aspect of real estate for the past 20 years. The only thing mm. I haven't done is be an agent until now. So and good. I said, yeah. yeah. And then that also still, in, you know, and I said, you know, I worked um, for a title company for three years. So I know how to do, how to go through the closing process, what we need to make sure that we close on time. I worked as a mortgage lender for many years, and I also worked as a commercial real estate lender. So while I'm a new agent, I am not new to real estate. And then that would give clients the confidence to continue work moving forward. And and Jeanette, I love that. Just a little segue, because, well, two two things. First of all, 
one of the things that has impressed me so much about you is all these agents in your area are saying, no, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. You're like, well, I need to make money. I'll go. You go, you get a deal. And now, you know, we talked about your avatar today. You're now helping people buy their second house. So mm-hmm. maybe it was a little further than you wanted to drive for the first one. But now those people are buying their second home with Jeanette because she mm-hmm. was willing to say yes and create a relationship with people that they wanted to recreate for yes. one, for two everything you know we were saying this to i won't name them but somebody on the call this morning was very discouraged they're like well i'm not selling anything i'm not this i haven't been a realtor that long and i said to this person i said stop it i say you share don't be dishonest but you don't have to share i've only been a realtor for seven months i've only been a realtor for a year you can say the brokerage i I said the name of the brokerage i said you can say my team at this brokerage has 20 something years of experience. I remember becoming a realtor and saying, well, how much experience do you have? And I said, well, my team has 30 years of experience, which was true. I didn't say I've only been a realtor for a year. And so I think another point there that I think is so cool, and that's why I wanted to pause is like, hey, how how long you been a realtor? You could have been like, oh, I just got licensed six months ago. Instead, you turned the question and you, and I think it's just perceiving people and understanding people and not lying, but just answering a different way so that they're more willing to like open up to you. How long you've been a realtor? Oh, well, I've been in the real estate industry for 20 or 30 years, title lender, commercial lender. And it just kind of like if their defenses are up here at the top of my head, like they take a deep breath and come Mm -hmm. down. And so, I mean, for those realtors out there that are struggling with this, have you found that just kind of like how you answer those questions and the fact that you're willing to go out of your way, does that just really help you crush it? Cause you are like, is that what it is? Yeah. And just show people where you are, but, but I think it's okay to use some creative language without being dishonest. Like one of the agents in my office talks about where she's like, I've been working on sales and building customer relationships for over 20 years because she had. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Focus. And you've not been in the real estate industry. Yeah. But. (laughs) And I think that's a great lesson for realtors because so often like that person on the call. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not this. I'm not that. And I think I said on the call this morning, I'm like, how many of you don't feel imposter syndrome at one time or another if you'd never mm-hmm. do raise your hand and no one raised their hand we all do yeah. in a in a podcast with real estate but i love that using creative language and it just opens your clients up when when maybe if you would have said oh i've only been a realtor nine months they just shut down they don't hear the rest of what you say but yeah. if you kind of just create relationships create and you know guide the conversation the way you want it it kind of helps you in your business so mm-hmm. what you're doing is incredible so so tell us more right now you've done 6 million in transactions like what in the world like how did you achieve the success some of it's banking but like what are you doing specifically for your clients that you feel like and it's kind of like one of the things on the avatar things what mm-hmm. what is setting you apart from other realtors is there is there feedback they're giving you one of the things i've done with um especially my first time home buyers i had a client that i just closed a home on a couple weeks ago and they had transitioned from another agent to me because the other agent didn't explain anything to them. And they felt a like huge they miss. a huge miss. Oh yeah. They they were just sending us emails and saying, sign here, sign here, sign here. Whereas I was sending them emails with, you know, to get an electronic signature, but I was doing stuff like, okay, here are the highlights of this document. 
And, and so each of my, and I have templates that I've created at this point now to make it a little easier on me. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of go through and fill in the blanks, but it's like, okay, this is the consumer notice and mm-hmm. consumer notice, you know, you have to sign this because of this. And it tells you the different parties that could be involved in a real estate transaction. It tells you what my duties and responsibilities are. And it also gives you the number for the, you know, real estate, I I forget the real estate recovery, you know, in case you ever feel like you were taken advantage of at any point during this transaction. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the buyer agency agreement. This is my, and don't be afraid to talk about money because they know they're about to buy a house. They're about to make the biggest purchase of their life. So talk to them about the money. I'm going to make a a 3% commission or $2,500, whichever is higher. The seller is paying you know, most of the time the seller is going to be paying this amount. If it's under this $2,500 threshold, then you'll need to make up the difference. Just be upfront about it. You never want someone to feel surprised. And uh, it's, it's so true. And and I think, you know, what you just said, it can seem so simple, but it's not because when I, you know, probably 40 to 50% of my clients have fired other realtors. And what they say is, like they were thankful. I explained the documents and I'm like, doesn't every realtor do it? And they just don't. So many realtors, and I think this is a lesson for all of you listening out there. Don't be lazy. So many out there are like, here, I sent you those documents. Let me know if you have questions. They just signed for an offer on a $300,000 house. The way I look at it is hey, let's go through this on Zoom page by page. Now, if they then say, no, thank you. We don't want to do that for an hour. We're good. That's on them. But it's my job to feel mm-hmm. be honest and forthright. Mm-hmm. And same thing, like when I send them the agreement of sale, I'm like, this is the sales price. This is how much hand money. This is when I need it by. This is who you're financing with. This is the rate. You know, I just and and it's not like I'm writing an encyclopedia. I'm just doing bullet points so that as they go through the agreement of sale, they're like, okay, that's right. In Jeanette's email, it says that we were opting for these three inspections. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put that in there. And then when I ask them. And that's, I'll pause you because I yeah. think, I think that's so big, you know, as I coach and train realtors, as I have realtors on our, you know, our, the team I help lead with Andrew so many times realtors are like, well, I don't want to mess, mess it up. And I'm like, the only thing you can mess up is like the offer price, the deposit amount and the contingencies. Like, Mm -hmm. so just make sure you walk through anything else can be changed with an addendum. Don't say we're not asking for inspections. And then your client's like, wait, I wanted them. It's not that hard. (laughs) It's, it's not. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I mean, that certainly is one thing that sets you apart that like you're willing to Take the time. Yeah, it's, it takes time sometimes and it's more time than you sometimes want to spend, but you're willing to walk through it with those clients. And that's why, like you said this morning, you have clients that are like, oh, I already am ready to buy another house with you a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's and that's something I'm very proud of. So I just sold probably about a month ago now, one of the first, you know, I just listed and closed on one of the first houses I helped my buyers buy. And so then my buyers, you know, a year and a half later are my sellers. And so that was, that was really significant to me was like, um, and part of the reason also that that opportunity popped up was I stay in touch with my clients. I try not to be transactional. I try to be relational. So good. That could be as easy as just sending them a Facebook friend request. 
so that you pop up in their feed every once in a while and they don't forget about you. I also try to send cards other times other than Christmas because people get inundated with Christmas cards. And so you can get lost in the shuffle. So like this year, I sent out Halloween cards with like little pieces of candy in them. And I got a lot of traction out of that (laughs) because people were like, oh, um, you're doing something to set yourself apart and you do it really well. And that's why people want to work with you. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be genuine about it. Like um, when I sent those Halloween cards, uh, the first couple had pieces of candy. And then I realized that pieces of candy don't mail very well. So (laughs) (laughs) the Hershey bar (laughs) melted on the way to Florida. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, um, and so I had a, a, a nice laugh with one of my former clients about that. Like, thanks for the Snickers bar. It got kind of mushed and melty, but I, I appreciated the thought. And I was like, okay, so I'm not putting little fun size Snickers bars in there anymore. So, <laughs> so I just kind of wrote like a, a heartfelt note to, to each one. And, um, and I didn't throw my business card in there. Mm. I wanted it to be for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good because I think it's it's very easy for us to say, oh, and throw a business card in there. But then it's it goes back mm-hmm. to what you're saying. We're looking for business, not a relationship. It's a transaction. So yeah. really good stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, your story is just incredible. I mean, I think like walking through open doors, knowing when it's not a fit anymore in banking, like a super supportive spouse crushing it in real estate now. Tell us about, as we kind of close out our time, take us to a time. Now, this could be transition out of banking. This could be sure. right after COVID where you kind of felt like, am I going to right make it? I, you know, being mm-hmm. very sick. Take us to a time in your life where you, you know, went through a hard situation. And what would be a piece of advice you would give that version of yourself? Sure. So when I started uh, in real estate, so I'm getting my license mm-hmm. and I still needed to have some money coming in. So I've quit my job and a very dear friend of mine owns this soap shop called Pippin Lola's handmade everything. And I'm work. I went from making, you know, like 75, 80,000 a year yeah. to make 10 bucks an hour in her soap shop. And then I'm also working at Starbucks part-time mm-hmm. uh, as a barista. And I hadn't been a barista since I'd been 19 and so I'm like studying for my license. I, I got my license in like six and a half weeks. So I'm, I'm at Starbucks and I run into somebody that I worked with at the bank. Who's like, what are you doing here? Mm. And, and I won't repeat what they said, but let's just say they went out of their way to make me feel very small in that moment. Mm. And I was like, all of a sudden I second guessed myself and I was like, I'm making a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I am making a huge mistake. I don't know anything about being a real estate agent. The content is taking me longer than I thought it would to get through. And then I just remembered something that my dad, who's no longer with us, uh, he's in heaven now. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But he used to always say, don't quit five minutes before the miracle happens. So good. And yeah. And I was like, I really felt him with me in that I'm getting teary eyed. I really felt him with me in that moment mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah, this is an ego crusher right now, but don't quit five minutes before the miracle happens. Yeah. 
I love that you shared that because I feel like as I interview, I mean, and you know, I interview realtors on the show, other entrepreneurs. I feel like every single one of us has that point. I won't share because they asked me not to, but I had a business owner recently within the past few months on the show, now making millions of dollars a year. They were at a point where they felt like they were about to go bankrupt. And it was like, but then like literally a week later, they were able to pay their bills. Business Insider was writing articles about them. Like, and so it's, so I love that. Like, don't quit five minutes before the miracle happens. Because like, if you're passionate about something, if you're putting in the energy and the effort, you don't know. All Mm -hmm. you know is the effort you're going to put in. You don't know the result. And that's Mm -hmm why it's kind of a miracle sometimes. Like I, I still remember summer 2020, right. Asking family members if we could move in with them. Right. And it didn't work out. They didn't feel right about it because they were rent renting. And and I still remember then like business went crazy from there. 24 months later had paid off $220,000 in debt. Right. And, and so it's like, you don't know what's possible beyond like the hardest thing you've ever dealt with. And if you can just push a little more, you know, I had, I had someone on the podcast in mid November and they were Heath Barnes triathlete. um, And he basically said like, when you think there's nothing left in the tank, there's 40% more is what they say in triathlons. And so I think at the hardest moment, I love that episode, by the way. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I think at the hardest moment is really figuring out Mm -hmm. um, what's left in the tank. What do I have and what am I willing to put into this? So love that. All right. You do this already and you help do this on our Monday calls. But one of the questions we always end with is there's new realtors out there, maybe like you were right 18 months ago, you know, just under two years ago, they're struggling. They feel like they can't make it. What's one piece of advice you would give them? Well, actually I have two. Oh, fine. (laughs) Don't be afraid to start. You are not going to know everything you're doing until you start doing it. I think a lot of people wait until they feel like they can do it perfectly before they begin at all. Mm -hmm. And the way you learn how to do it perfectly is by starting to do it. Mm -hmm. And so have faith in yourself and jump right in there and get into the deep end of the pool. Mm hmm. And the other thing that I would say is try to meet three new people every day. And and it's as simple as just to give you an example. um, Last month, I I got an oil change and I'm chatting up the guy who is changing my oil and he sees my magnet on the side of the car. And and I said, oh, you were here last time and 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 I didn't get a chance to meet you. You know, I, I I saw you. Somebody else was waiting on me, but. I'm Jeanette. I'm with Realty One Group Platinum. I wanted to say thank you for helping me today. And here's my card in case I can ever help you. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that conversation, he is currently in the process. He's like, I I don't want to do this forever. I want to learn a trade of some kind. And he was super personable. And I said, well, you're really personable. Have you ever thought about real estate? And he goes literally every day. So now he's in the process of studying to get his license and he wants to be on my team. And I'm helping his mother sell her house. That's like a two for one special. It really is. Yeah, it is. It is. And you get to be a part of him changing his life. Exactly. Exactly. And and it's, I don't care if it's the person you're chatting up when you're picking up your, your prescriptions from Rite Aid or the, the person bagging your groceries, meet three new people every day. Yeah. 
So good. I'm thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so awesome. <laughs> um, proud to know you. Super glad to just know you and have you be, uh, you know, part of the membership community every week. You're a huge addition. And I'm and uh, oh, I love and, I love the group. I, oh, I, I, this was guys, this was not <laughs> for her to say nice things, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love the group. It's been super helpful. And I love the energy that everyone brings. And well, as we were chatting earlier before we started recording, mm-hmm. um, I think a mistake people make is when they're doing well at something, they keep that knowledge and information to themselves. Yeah. And that is a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Share your best practices with others. That's an abundance mindset. Yeah. And that positive energy you share with others to help them grow and be successful will come back to you tenfold. And I think it, it's so true. I mean, I try to do it. I think you do a great job. You're literally at <laughs> your brokerage, two realtors that are technically your competition, teaching them about social media. Now, like your avatar, like you're you're helping them. And so, so many people could say, why are you helping your competition? And you're like, because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm put here to help people. And it makes me feel good or feel like I'm honoring God or whatever it is for whoever, yeah. like, that's what it is. It's all about how you help people. And we, both of us, right? Both of us in the last three, four years getting into real estate had realtors that helped us. And mm-hmm. it's almost Absolutely. like it's our uh, like duty or like, I, I almost feel like an obligation to help other realtors. And I know you feel the same. So. Absolutely. My dad used to be a drug and alcohol counselor. And he always said to my sister and I look for ways to be of love and service. If you mm. keep your thoughts on being of love and service, you will always be successful no matter what you do. Well, I don't know how to end better than that. That's so good, <laughs> but we will. Thank you so much. Good stuff. Um, My pleasure. So, I so much. Yeah. So for people that want to connect with you, maybe they just like your story and want to connect, or maybe sure. they're a realtor listening there and they'd love a re- referral realtor referral partner in Pittsburgh. What's the best way to them to kind of touch base with you or get a hold of you? Sure. My phone number is 412-335-0978. My email address is Jeanette, J-A-N-E-T-T-E dot cells, S-E-L-L-S dot P-A dot homes, H-O-M-E-S at gmail.com. And the best way to reach me, um, I don't have a website really, but I have uh, a Facebook page and you can friend me on Facebook and I'm happy to connect. Jeanette, you are the best. So proud to know you. Thanks for, and thanks for, I mean, thanks for being a part of the show. I know that you often will message me, Hey, I like that episode. And so, you know, I often say, podcasting can be a thankless job and you make it like worth it. You make it. (laughs) And so it's fun to have you on a show that you found getting into real estate. So thanks so much for just uh, your passion for helping people, being a part of the membership and being willing to sit down and record a podcast interview today. And I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Okay. You too. All right. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. See ya. Guys, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Jeanette Schaefer, one of my favorite people, realtor in Pittsburgh, absolutely crushing it, doing so much cool stuff, so many things in her business to help her business grow. And I just think her story is super inspiring, you know, being willing to step out in faith out of a, you know, good paying W-2 job, being willing to kind of go out of the way, right? Show homes an hour, hour and a half away because it meant 
you know, potential business when other people were turning it down. I loved her story and we'll share kind of a few quick takeaways before we end the episode. I loved how at the beginning she kind of talked about, you know, the quote that was basically, you know, that she used to love this and used to be good at it. And now she knew it it wasn't it wasn't a fit anymore. Right. You when that passion for something goes away, that's kind of when, you know, and I think she did a great job of, you know, understanding, you know, that she wasn't passionate about something anymore and being willing to step away from it, you know, and even her coworkers after being away for six weeks and having those health issues, you know, saying to her, your your head isn't here and her recognizing I'm not being the leader that I can be. That's when she knew she was done with banking. And I think being willing to recognize those things is huge. And that's why, you know, I talk to people all the time and they just think, oh, he just hates W-2s. I don't like if it's a fit for you and you love it and you're passionate about it, absolutely stay there forever. But a lot of people are in positions like Jeanette where they don't love it, aren't passionate about it, hate it really, and stay for, for one reason or another. So I would really encourage you to learn from her story there's always, you know, opportunities to step into something else. You know, I really love how she talked about what made her good in real estate, like committing to show, um, you know, five homes a week, even if it meant role playing and and just walking into a house that she scheduled, you know, go and show showing on her own. And that's what's helped create success for her, you know, being willing to Go out of her way, two showings, even when it's not for a client. And then it it just kind of shows you what can happen if you're putting in the effort, because then she showed multiple, she sold m- multiple homes to people, you know, potential buyers of her just by going and searching, you know, looking at homes on her own. And then they would come to her saying, we want a house like this and her saying, oh, I, I just showed a home like that. So lots of really good stuff being creative with how you talk about two people, right? When they ask how long you've been in real estate and she says, oh, you know, I've been in for 20, 30 years, whatever it was with title work, being a lender and then a commercial lender, right? How can you be creative with your clients? And again, be honest, but be creative with how you have those conversations and just be a genuine person, right? And I laugh about the Snickers bar melting in the mail, but just, you know, being willing to do stuff like that, not worrying about the comments that you're going to get, right? The comments at Starbucks, you know, and the amazing quote from her dad, don't quit five minutes before the miracle. Lots of really good stuff. And then as she kind of closed out her advice to you realtors out there, people starting their business, don't be afraid to start, right? And meet three new people every day. Absolutely love that. Um, and and just the way she's built her business is amazing. And the um, energy she brings to it and how she's passionate about helping people, Um, And just passionate about loving and serving people, you know, like her dad taught her about. So I hope you guys really enjoy this interview with her. She was an amazing guest. I am so proud to know her and call her a friend. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you all very soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode.